Hello everyone, my name is Josh and I am beyond excited to be back behind the mic going into a new year. I'm excited to announce that the Brunch Boys podcast will be going through a rebrand as we introduce my gay best friend Jordan to the show. Special shout out to my dear friends and ex-co-hosts Camden and Paige for their contribution over the years. We're looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this pilot episode as we explore modern day topics through a gay guy, straight guy lens. We welcome all forms of feedback on our social platforms at Josh underscore pistachio and Jord underscore exotic. Please kick back and enjoy the show. All right, super excited to bring a new celebrity guest to the podcast uh, this time around. We finally got rid of the dead weight. I know. I thought that was you. (laughs) (laughs) So can, can I just welcome Jordan to the podcast? Hello. Very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. No worries. Well... You're not. You're more than just a special guest. You are the podcast. I think I'm a co-host now. <laughs> co-host. <laughs> I'm still the one putting it together. Are you're we monetizing one... this thing? Oh, I need some it's coin. Assuming, that's assuming some people will listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> so I know Jordan. I guess you. I would consider him to be one of my close mates. Oh, I thought you were going to say best friend. Oh no, I've got plenty of those. Yeah, true. But um, I've known Jordan for about four years now. Yes. And I think the best thing about the relationship we have with each other is that we're pretty different people. Yeah. Like, um, I'm very good looking. So that's... <laughs> is that why we're doing a podcast and I not a, so. a visual platform? Yes. Yeah, it's the wrong medium <laughs> to present that. So, Jordan, your background is you're in your 30s. I am. I'm still, Just in, my, in, I, my I'm still in my 20s. Yes. Yeah. You're of Samoan descent. Yes, I am actually. My mum is half Samoan, yes. I also am an islander from the Philippines. We've got that POC connection. <laughs> you allowed to say things like that? Oh, I think so. I'm pretty sure that's why they hired us. Or will we get cancelled? Uh, no one's listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did we, how did we meet? Do you so tell the audience that? We both work together. I'm obviously an OT. Jordan, you are a physio. That's correct. Um, yeah. And I basically groomed you from your first day. That's creepy. Into the man you are on it right now. <laughs> if you know the industry we work in, that term is very <laughs> scary. Um, do you remember the first time that we met? Oh, I was thinking about this the other day. I, I, I was at this particular company for about six months before you started. That must uh, have been a lonely six months. It, it was. I was like the only male. I was the youngest one there. And I remember our manager at the time telling us that we've got this new male physio coming and his name was Jordan. And I was like, okay. And I don't know if you do the same thing, but whenever I am in a room and another male approaches, you kind of like want to scope them out, see if they're a challenge to you. Oh, so like alpha I'll, dog thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. because I'm used to being the alpha dog, obviously. Right, of course. So yeah. when, You just kind of exude that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay. that first day I was like scoping you out, trying to figure out, you know. Is that why you're wearing the inflatable Superman muscles <laughs> under your shirt? Or is that just what you normally do? Oh, you know me. I only wear extra smalls. <laughs> Put it on the hot wash as well, so it's a, <laughs> it's a tighter fit. You do fit. like those tight shirts. Hey, well, I, um, I can't really talk right now. I can see... <laughs> what can you see? <laughs> a bit too much, actually. Can you close those legs? <laughs> so anyway, that, that first day... Uh, I don't know. Just the, I don't know. Do you remember much of it? Not really. Um, it sounds like it was very significant in your memory, and I can understand why now. I think when you're new to an organisation, like you're just meeting so many new faces, I do remember, I guess not like a specific memory, but the feeling mm. of meeting you was just very warm and friendly. Yeah, and this cute guy approaching you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. some of those things in that statement were true and others... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember you used to sit in the corner um, and I was kind of probably a good five metres away because I was on the other side of the office in the, the other corner. So we didn't have like... A lot of interaction to begin yeah, with. I actually don't know how we transitioned into being friends. I think it's because we shared a client and we used to see that client weekly at school. And then we started like, remember the first couple of sessions that we had with him? Yeah. I think that's, and then from there we just thought like, oh, because we're both a bit like, we don't take things very seriously, do we? No. 
kind of my life's a bit of a joke, and I think, <laughs> and that's why I brought laughing. you onto the show. <laughs> so I think it just grew into a a nice friendship. So, so tell me about your background. So I am a cisgendered Asian straight man. Have Are I you used... straight? I've been wondering that for years, <laughs> and it sounds like you're wondering it as well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so what am I? Okay, so I'm gay, um, I'm male, and I am in a relationship with two other males. So, yeah, so I've got a bit of a, um, a unique situation going on there. Yeah, a male that can multitask. I know, that's the weirdest thing in the whole thing. <laughs> so, I believe the term for that is polyamorous? Yes, yeah. Yeah. I had to Google that because I was thinking it was polygamy for a little bit. But that's when you're married to more than two people. Oh, uh, yeah. Mar- yeah, married to more than one person. And I think polyamory is like just when you have a relationship or you're free loving. I don't really know. All right, let's, let's go through a few get to know you questions. Oh, these are fun. Yeah, classic therapist. We always need that icebreaker, don't we? I feel like I need a therapist right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one, just a light one to start off with. Uh, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Oh my goodness. I feel like all my insecurities are coming to the surface now. Mm. There's one stage where I was like thinking about my aesthetic. I was thinking about a nose job, but that's, that's well. That'd be way too expensive. Yeah, way too expensive. And also I don't want to look like Michael Jackson. <laughs> I would have said confidence a few years ago. But I think that's really come a long way and yeah. I think may have gone too far yeah, in the other say, direction. Should we change it as in dial it down a bit? Or? Um, you know, I once had a boyfriend who um, I went into his like YouTube search history once and I saw videos on how to make your voice deeper. Oh my God. So he was what? practicing that. Um, but I'm kind of happy with my voice. How <laughs> to make your voice deeper. Yeah. It was, it was strange. You know, I find myself getting very easily flustered. I get stressed and... I want to say anxious, but I certainly have a high level of stress in my life. Mm, highly strong. I, I could be highly is. strong. And I think that things can feel overwhelming very quickly. Sometimes I look at people who are a bit more passive, a little bit more easygoing. And mm. I think that would be like a really nice quality to have. Yeah. I think you've got better at that over time. Yeah. In some ways. But I think in a work setting, it's pretty easy to overwhelm me. I mean, I only do like two things a day. I was so going to say, how can you be overwhelmed when you don't even rock up? <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm going to ask you some questions. Oh, all right. So I'll ask you a different question. Who was your celebrity crush when you were growing up? My... Who is it now? Oh, I don't think I have one right now. But growing up, I had like a massive crush on Diana Agron from Glee. Oh, yes. Because you're a Glee kid, weren't you? Oh, I was massive back then. I did... And were you like a little bit... Online famous? Yes, but I, I don't like to talk about it because it is a bit embarrassing. No, I feel like this podcast, which is currently untitled, <laughs> will is the perfect place to explore your gleekdom. Yeah, so I guess from, from the age of 13 through to 17, I had a Glee fandom Twitter account. Do you want to give it a shout out? Absolutely not. Maybe maybe further down the track we can go through some of my posts. It's very controversial and uh, it'll be entertaining, but let's... Uh... Do you think you would get cancelled if we were to look at that account today? I don't know. Did you say anything that's now considered offensive? I say a lot of things that are offensive, but true, true. no one tends to care. You just don't have the following. I was going to say, you, to I'm pretty sure that the definition of being cancelled is that you've got to be a high profile person. So yeah, true. I'd love to be able to get cancelled one day. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Okay. So, okay. All right. Well, I think that's answered that question. All right. Um, back to you. If you could have dinner with a famous person living or dead, who would you choose? I've thought about this one before. You know, when I was a, uh, I used to listen to a lot of podcasts when I was in my late teens, and I used to listen to one called the Ricky Gervais Show. Oh yeah, I love Ricky Gervais. He's so funny. He's controversial, but he says some very. Hilarious he did it things. with um, Stephen Merchant and Carl, Carl Pilkington. Pilkington. Yeah, so I don't know. As soon as you said that, I just thought Ricky Gervais. He's not everyone's cup of tea, but he seems like a really fun character. I think he has. Some great anecdotes. I reckon he's got some celebrity gossip. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, he's a pretty straight shooter, isn't he? He definitely is, especially in this like post woke world. Yeah. It's like 
very refreshing to hear someone tell yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't been cancelled yet, actually. Oh, did you see that show where he like basically tried to get cancelled? So I think his latest stand-up routine, I'm not sure if it's with Netflix or not, it could be with HBO, he basically tries to get cancelled. He basically says the most offensive <sighs> stuff, and I just think it's hilarious. And I like it because the lens is always an ironic one, right? Mm. Like, and he says that in the setup to all his jokes. Yep. He says, like, the reason we're laughing is because we know that this is the incorrect response. Yep. So I think his comedy sometimes is quite intellectual, not in, like, the traditional sense. Mm. Like, it's not using historians or politicians, it's yeah, not, like, yeah, a lot yeah. of satire. It's just that, I don't know, the way he steps through his jokes are quite clever. Yeah. So I yep. like that. Completely agree. Okay, what about this one? What's a bad habit you had, but you were able to overcome? Um, falling in love with unachievable women. Oh. Oh, I, you said overcome, did you? <laughs> God, that was a laugh. That was a very loud laugh. Bad habits. Um, well, I, I feel like this is not a fun answer whatsoever, but I have to make sure my bed's done every morning. Whereas okay. before at mum and dad's house, like I wouldn't really care. Oh, just explain your living sitch for the listeners, please. Oh, I am in a halfway house, <laughs> five minutes from Perth. We are currently recording in a needle exchange program. <laughs> I leave the uh, front door unlocked at all times, hoping that someone will come in. But <laughs> it's yet to happen yet. So you were living with your parents a few yep. years ago and now yep. you've been in share houses for a couple of years. Yep. Yeah, okay. always close to the city. Um, and so why did you feel this need to start making your bed? I don't you know. Other people? I don't know. I, I feel like it's a mental health thing. Like if you start your day on top of everything, everything's clean, tidy, then I don't know, you switch on. So like tidy room, tidy mm. mind, that kind yep. of thing. Yep. Is there any risk that maybe like a, a member of the opposite sex might see the state of your bed? Or oh, I don't that... think there's any risk of that at all. No, I am probably gone. quite low. Actually, <laughs> when I was asking that question, I thought, no, not the right one. Um, okay. All right. Let's just do one more of this. All right. If you were in the middle of a zombie apocalypse, who are the three people you'd want with you Ooh. to survive? Do you know what? I've thought about versions of this question a lot in the last couple of years, but I've never thought about this version my dad yeah. is very handy. Uh, he can make things, he can build things out of materials, and he's very level-headed. Mm. So I feel like when people are stressing the F out, like my dad is going to help to ground me. Yeah. And pragmatically, I think it's a good choice as well because he's good with guns. He grew up on a farm, so he knows how to shoot and things like that. I reckon he's got some ability to live off the land. Like he can kill animals and probably cook them in like a rudimentary way again lived lived on a farm they have like a butchering station all of that yep. stuff so i reckon my dad's a great one um i guess like i'm thinking of people with skills yeah you gotta think practically how long do you think you'll survive in a zombie apocalypse though oh uh, part of me is like why would i even bother trying to stay alive oh absolutely look i think realistically how long would i survive like days or a week because we're very similar in that we put a lot of our time and effort into like human relationships. And yep. I think I'd be trying to make contact with basically everyone I've ever met. I'd be going through my yep. phone, yep. like thinking like, Oh, I wonder if that lady from the cafe is okay. And like, I'll, I'll get killed on the way to kind of like check on her. Um, so yeah, I don't think I would last a long time, but yeah. Coming back to the question, look, I can think of a whole bunch of people in my life that are very easily stressed out that I don't <laughs> want around me. I think somebody who has the ability to like transport people. So if I knew anyone who owned a boat, I think that would be like for me. Do you know anyone that owns a boat? I do have one kind of wealthy uh, half grandfather and he sounds like a pretty good person because I'm pretty sure he's got a boat and access to to a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so maybe I'm taking him as well. Oh, it's very family focused yeah. at the moment. Um, one other person. It better be your mum. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> better be my mum. Just throw, throw my mum in there. She's very cool. She's much like me. And I think we'd have a great time. If you had a kid, what would you name it? And what is one name that you particularly like? Oh, I've already decided the name of my kids. So I'm going to have three. 
Right. I've decided the name of two of my kids and my partner can decide the third one. Okay. Although it's up for negotiation. So an imaginary person deciding the name of another imaginary person. <laughs> That's going to be great. I've always loved the name Marley and Jacob. Okay. My sister, Jill, if she was a boy, she was meant to be called Jacob. Uh-huh. And I think because mum and dad sort of let me choose the name if it was going to be a boy. So Jacob would be the boy and then Marley would be the girl. Marley is a name that you don't hear a lot. Mm. Or Marley Spoon, the like... Marley and Me, the dog? Yeah, the one that died. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. I'll just like, put it Spoilers. out there. <laughs> Sorry, there's a spoiler from circa 2006, <laughs> so we should put that out. Um, okay, so Marley, so where did you kind of yeah, get that name from? How did that... Um, I don't know. Oh, actually, Marley, I think, again, came from the TV show Glee... Later on... What? Who was called Marley? She was like the, the main character that replaced Rachel down the track. Season four, you know, when it wow, started Wow, you are shit. like deep into Glee. <laughs> I thought that was like a warm-up like, activity. You're still talking know, about it. I haven't talked about it in ten years. It's twice in half I think you should give it another ten years. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for answering the question. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But yeah, that's where I... There was a character there named Marley and... She was always very cute and I, I quite like the name. Mm-hmm. I've kind of been experimenting with my name a little bit because my first name is Jordan, obviously. My middle name is Alex. And yeah, I have been using Alex here and there sometimes. What? Yeah, I know. I just It feels like I have this like cool kind of like half-life, like double agent alias vibes. It's just kind of stupid. but It is stupid. When I go out for like if I get takeaway... Or, I don't know, like, I just find that... You know what? It started when I had... I went to Sydney and I think I had a really sore throat or I had something in my mouth. Maybe I had... I don't know. What was and his somebody, name? Pardon? What was his name? You can edit that out, please. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was lining up for coffee and I had something that was with my throat. I think I was really sore. And someone asked me what my name was and a Jordan just sounded like it was a little bit too difficult and I just, Alex just kind of came out of my name, uh, out of my mouth. And... That is so random. Yeah. And then I just started using it more often because it's quite, it's easy to write, it's easy to say. And in my, there's a bit of a, um, a blueprint for this because in my family, my uncle, his middle name is Alex. Uh, sorry, his first name is Alex. His middle name is Ryan. And we just call him Ryan the entire time. But when it comes to official things like mm. signing paperwork or um, his wedding, he had a different name. And I don't know, it just it just striked me as like quite intriguing how that all worked and the meaning of names. And I, I don't know, I just started using Alex a little bit. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Is it a cultural thing as well with your family? Because my family do do that with middle names. Okay, well. no, it's not as far as I'm aware. And I should kind of, as a disclaimer, my mum, her heritage is Samoan, but culturally we are not Samoan. Um, Don't say that. We're trying to, you know, branch out our podcast to different regions of the world. Yeah, that's true. We've got to bank I don't think on this that is cultural take off in Apia, though. <laughs> that's the capital city of Western Samoa, by the way. There you go. So you're so cultured. I, I didn't know. even know that. Uh, should we do a welcome to country? <laughs> we haven't done one. <laughs> Okay, well, we can do that. We can go back and do one. (laughs) All right. Okay, moving on. So I guess the premise of this show is the different lens that you and I have towards life. Like we're we're best friends. Um, You come from a a gay background. Oh, I don't know if it's a gay background, but I am gay. Like, what did you think my childhood was? It's like one (laughs) Mardi Gras parade. <laughs> goes for seventeen years, <laughs> but I, I guess the um, uh, the gay straight best friend dynamic is a very different dynamic. I actually don't know many people that have that yeah. relationship, and it's quite funny over the years talking to you and both of us going through our journeys. Uh, when it comes to dating, it, it's almost as if we don't understand each other's world. Yeah, I would agree. There's definitely times when you would tell me about experiences that you have had. And sometimes you ask for my advice and like, I might give you advice, but then I always have to preface it with saying like, but I'm not sure if this applies to straight people because mm. there are things that are just different. Like the apps are different. Right? Yeah. I remember that night out we had and we were comparing my Tinder app to your Grinder app. Oh God. I thought you were going somewhere else <laughs> with that sentence. It was quite, 
<laughs> concerning. I didn't want to publicize that, but and it was. <laughs> So we were comparing Tinder to Grinder. You're yeah, saying, yeah, and I, that was the first time I've ever seen Grinder, and I don't know if you had ever seen Tinder before. Yeah, no, I've definitely seen Tinder. Like the apps like Tinder and Bumble, I'm pretty sure. Well, you know what? I know that Tinder has like a guy, mm. the guy. Do you think it's used that much though? Because Grinder seems to be a bit of a hit. Yeah, well, I guess do people even know what Grinder is? I feel like. Most people probably know. It's basically Grinder is a, a social meetup app for gay males. And is it just males, not lesbians? It's just males. Oh, is there yeah. a lesbian equivalent? Uh, not that I'm aware of. There's definitely lesbian apps, but they don't have a place on Grinder. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what makes Grinder unique. It's very, it's very hookup focused. It's very here and now. It's it's not an app for chatting. It's an app for meeting yeah. and sending pictures. Because my thing with it when I saw it was you don't actually match with people. You see no. everyone on Grindr and you just go to town. Oh, well, I mean, if you're very good looking, you might go to town. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm waiting at the bus stop all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, yeah, so there's a grid system. So yeah. you're... It, you know, on the top left is your profile and then there's everyone around you. So... If there was somebody, you know, outside your house, it would say 13 metres away. And then you just see like a hundred profiles, basically. It's quite overwhelming. Yes, it is overwhelming. Basically, you can post whatever you want and they won't blur anything out. Actually, no. Grindr had always was like, no, Grindr was quite strict with the, the photos that you could post. Oh, really? I thought yeah. when we looked through it. I saw so a lot it of has dicks. changed. Or was that just your photo? <laughs> so there was about a year ago it changed to become a little bit more um, relaxed with some of the posting rules. But no, for a long time, Grinder, your public profile photo has to be pretty PG. You can have speedos, and that was about it. But then um, when you go into your private album and you're chatting with someone privately, then no, that's all fine. You can do whatever you want. But um, yeah, but that, it hasn't always been that way, but it has always been hookup focused. Mm. Have so, you had much luck out of Grindr? I mean, I actually have had a few relationships from Grindr. I think it's just because not so much it's like that's what I was looking for, but more so the fact that it just seems like most gay people in this city are on Grindr. Mm. So, I mean, where else would they go on? Well, I don't know. A Grindr is almost like a staple. Mm. If guys don't have it at the moment and they're gay, they've definitely... I'd say 99% of guys have had it in the past or they're on like a break, but they'll kind of always come back to Grindr. That's the thing. It's Grindr is almost embedded in gay culture, at mm. least for someone my age. Do, do you find when you go on it after a bit of a hiatus, you see the exact same people? Yeah, definitely. Because I, I get that with Tinder. Oh, okay. Like you, you get your stragglers. Right. And this is someone who's been on Tinder for quite a while and it probably is one of those stragglers. <laughs> <laughs> After like a year or like yeah. I go on high, I go through fluctuations in terms of my dating life. Yeah. Um, and What's even, your Tinder experience been like? Do you want to talk about that? Um, I think I've, I've had more luck on Hinge. Tinder is very hard. Like Tinder's very um, aesthetic. and Okay. Like, it's about the look and the pictures. Yeah. And, and from like a, a global point of view, I think I'd be maybe a 7 out of 10. But from a West Australia point of view... I'd don't think I look I'd probably be about a four or five right okay so that makes it harder on tinder mm. so what so like because they're apps that I don't really know I mean tinder yes gay guys are on it it's a much more friendly app yeah which is why I've never been interested in it <laughs> but yeah so I kind of know about tinder but there are there is bumble and hinge yeah now I've never had any experience with that and they're not popular in the gay community yeah so what are the differences so so tinder and bumble are pretty similar. Like, guys on dating apps, they just go swipe right, 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 waiting for someone to, to match back. Okay. Whereas girls can be more selective because they know that all guys swipe one way. Right. Um, do you think even attractive guys do that? Yeah. Okay. Probably, I don't know. Do you know any? We, maybe we should interview <laughs> not, one. Not in this room. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how Tinder and Bumble works. But with Bumble... The female messages first. That's basically the only difference. Okay. And then with Hinge, you only get five likes a day. And right. there's more. There's photos and then there's like a ton of questions. So you get to see more personality. So wait a minute. So on which one? Okay. So on one of those apps, you the female has to message first. Bumble. Okay. What do two non-binary people do? 
just sit at each other staring until <laughs> to what one of their phone runs out of battery. <laughs> I haven't thought it through. No. These apps you are write not. A letter. I mean, I think they're transphobic. That's a very good question. Yeah. What's going to happen there? Maybe they have their own app. Or in a lesbian situation, again, are they both messaging at the same time or. That's actually a very good question. Yeah, so what were you doing? Okay, so okay, so you've explained him um himble. What was a bimble and bumble? Himble. Bumble, okay. bimple, pimble. <laughs> you've explained Hinge, Bumble oh, and Tinder. Fudge. You've explained hinge and bumble, right? Yeah. And we know about Tinder. Yeah. You're basically across the apps, right? You're like squidly diddly. Oh, yeah. You're using... Have you got multiple phones? I've got unlimited data. (laughs) I bet you do. And very sore thumbs. (laughs) So you must have had some like, you know, kind of funny anecdotes about these apps. Oh, yeah. No, I've had had plenty, plenty of stories. Actually, recently I've gone back on the dating apps Mm -hmm. for the purpose of this show and, and to deliver quality content to our listeners. But it's been weird going back onto Tinder. Why? I don't know. I just, for me, like, I don't like having to sell myself to other people, which is ironic because I'm so good at doing it in Mm. general, in work and in personal life. I would agree. You're a very smooth talking salesman. Stop. Are you flirting with me? (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) So when it comes to dating, I I hate the fact that, I, I don't know, this sounds really wank, but I'm so used to meeting people that already know a bit about me and, and I can bank on that relationship and foster that. Whereas when right. it comes to dating up, they don't know anything about me. I don't know anything about them. Yeah. And like a complete I'm, stranger. I'm having to sell myself to them. Right. Which, uh, yeah. Okay. So you're saying like in your life, your friendship groups might slightly overlap and then you just meet someone organically. Mm. And yeah. It's, there's a, like a bit of, background to, to build off basically. yeah yeah whereas like you know going through the first date setup and asking all these questions and and you must have been on some bad first dates right oh i've been on a few like um during the pandemic i did one or two video calls which oh, were yeah. just so awkward and what uh, happened there not much it was just weird having to do a video call on a date like yeah you're holding your phone and you're just looking at a person you can't read their body language yeah yeah. You're in this environment. You're like basically in your room. I think I was still at my mum and dad's at the time. So I didn't oh, want to speak. Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't want to speak too loudly for them to hear. And I think the power cut out halfway through. Oh my God. Thank God for that. She no, no, probably... my, her phone ran out of battery. Oh, that's right. That's what she told you. Yeah. And, and then she logged back on and I was like, oh, oh. should I bother? Continue? Who lets their phone run out of battery in this day and age? I think that was a red flag. Exactly. Get a. I mean, I was going to say get a power bank. But, but also... You, you, that's more of a red flag. She should have those little sexy Apple, like, clickable... But also, whose phone there. ever goes under 50%? Well, if you're with Apple, they keep slowing them down. Yeah, and that's true. But also just get the newest iPhone. I know. Yeah, that is that is another red flag. So, I guess explain to me this, because I don't know what it's like to date as a straight man, because I've never really been one. Um, I came out when I was 18, and I never dated before that. So I never went through that awkward, like, guy-girl interaction. Yeah, like, I had yeah, my yeah. own, you know, guy-guy interactions yep. that were awkward. But as a gay guy, in my experience, first dates pretty quickly, within a couple of dates, you work out if you're, like, sexually compatible, right? And it's not saying it has to happen on the first date, mm. but if I've seen someone a couple of times, like, yeah, it's, it's pretty likely to happen. It's interesting that you say sexually compatible straight away because I think for... Females, they look at that emotional compatibility rather than sexual. Yeah, and I, I, my experience has always been generally that the emotional stuff or the social stuff kind of comes later. Not, mm. not always, but mm. I think guys are more likely to get down to business. Yeah. So I guess, you know, watching those kind of typical Hollywood movies, they say like the five day or the three day. Kind yeah, yeah, of yeah. Like, does that exist? I think so. I, I, I wouldn't... Depends what I'm looking for. If, I, if I'm, like, properly dating, I wouldn't hook up with someone on the first date. Okay, so more likely to reserve that. Yeah. And then I reckon... Yeah, a three-date rule is a pretty good rule. Okay, so three dates. Okay. And if uh, a girl is, like, you know, it's gone to the third date, clearly nothing's happening. Yeah. 
you know, is that, are you more likely to like hang around? Are you now like really interested and invested or are you someone who starts to lose interest if they're not oh, showing Oh, no, nah, I'm pretty bad. I, I like a challenge. Oh, you do? I'm so used to getting what I want in life. So when it comes to dating, oh, if I'm not getting I that see. feedback, then I'm like, okay, what, what do I need to do to get that result? Right. And I think that's like been a lot of the issues. So, okay, that's interesting because you say you're used to getting what you want in life, which mm. is a pretty hyperbolic statement, but... Just putting that aside, so are you saying that in the dating sphere, in that dating realm, yep. you haven't always got what you want? No. or you've Oh, okay. So how would you rate your success out of 10 overall in the last 10 years? Overall? I think, um, I think I've got a high success rate in terms of dates and then moving forward. Right, so that my conversion. Is, yeah, yeah, my thing is like if, if, if I go on one date with someone, I'm confident that I'll get at least another two or three out of that. Dates, that is. Yeah. Okay. Just clarify that for our listeners. <laughs> Sounds heavily sexual. And then it gets to the point around the three to four mark where I need to decide whether I like this person or not. Or not need to, but it's natural. You decide I think that's natural. Whether yeah. you want to continue with this person or not. And for me, like, I don't like wasting people's time. If I'm not interested, then I'll cut it off um, and then we can go our separate ways. But if the other person shows that they're not interested in me first, then that makes me want them more, even though I might not be interested in them. And that's happened oh, quite a few times. Okay. See, that's really weird because that doesn't happen with me. If somebody doesn't show interest in me, even if I have interest in them, it drops to zero almost immediately. Mm. I'm not interested in a chase. Yeah. See, I love the chase. Like I've constantly been on the chase. I just love the, the excitement and the uncertainty that comes with it. Right. But, like, my mental health does crumble when... I mean, as you've seen over the years. True. I have seen you in various states of, um, <laughs> I don't know, um, elevation yeah, and yeah, also yeah. depression. Oh, that's... In light depression. Again, not clinically um, licensed to use that term. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I've seen you. Like, you've been elated at times. You've been really excited about the prospect of mm. something continuing. And then I've also seen you like definitely on the flip side of that, where you've recently ended something or it's been ended on you or just, I guess more so what I've recognized is things look like they might be eventuating, but then they don't quite come together. Yeah. 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 Actually, I wouldn't mind your advice. So this is, I, I got to set up the preamble for this, but um, I've been going to a lot of weddings recently, right? Yes. Last week I went to a wedding. Um, it was a really good friend's wedding. And there was a bridesmaid there that I kind of know through the bride. I've met her a few times over the last 10 years or so, and we've always got along. And she was giving me some, some good energy on the wedding night, and we were talking quite a lot and flirting. Okay. Joking around about going on a date and whatnot. Potential red flag, but she has no social media whatsoever. What do you mean potential red flag? Get the fire extinguisher. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm worried. So it doesn't have Facebook, doesn't have Instagram, Snapchat. Doesn't exist? Basically. Basically. So there was How like, were you talking to her? Was it via a Ouija board? No, it was verbal. Like, Because oh, we were in person. I thought right? she was post-mortem. <laughs> So anyway, like I was getting good vibes. We were talking about it and I was like, oh, like, can I have your Instagram or whatever so we can continue this conversation as you do? But she didn't have anything. And she was like, oh, I don't have my phone on me because she was bridesmaid. And so I sort of just like, oh, didn't really bother. The next day I messaged the bride and I was like, oh no, she made, she made a comment um, about being old fashioned and made some sort of joke about sending a memo out to, to ask her out on a date. And so I thought me being the comical wise guy that I am thought I'd follow through with that so I asked the bride for the bridesmaid's email okay and old school old school and I sent her an email and I've got it here and oh, I wow. I think like I was so proud when I smashed out this email and I, I want you to run your eyes through it and have you sent it yeah I've sent it so I'll tell you the outcome after I sent it but I want you to read through it right now <sighs> okay I'm gonna read this um the, the title of the email is called Successful Application. And Josh writes, To whom it may concern, thank you for your application for the position to be Josh's potential future wife. Wow, you're really going all out. Your reference check has been successful and your referee has provided me with his contact. We are most satisfied with how you approached the selection criteria regarding banter, personality and sass. 
We are especially impressed with your ability to handle sarcasm and a particularly fine roasting from the man in question. We typically do not consider candidates who live outside our range. However, given the exceptional application provided, we are willing to make an exception. Please let us know if you're willing to proceed with the next round of interviews and we will get back to you shortly with a list of available times. Warm regards, Josh. Interesting. Thoughts? Grammatically incorrect. <laughs> there's a there's a heavy lack of confidence. It took me like half an hour to write that out, all right? I mean, it's I, I'm impressed. It's different, right? Mm. I've never seen that kind of technique used to ask someone out. Oh, thank you. I, th- I thought you were going to roast me over that, but... I mean, there are some things that I could roast you over. Um, but no, I, I mean, I like it because... I'm guessing it's different. I, it's different, yeah. And people are going to remember that, or this this girl's going to remember that. You've definitely you've come off piping hot with the potential future wife. Like, I'm thinking like shackles on the feed, basically. Like she's strapped in for this. Highly sarcastic tone because that was the, the tone that we had. Right. Okay. So you, she's been shortlisted, mm-hmm. which historically inaccurate because I don't think there's any other candidates. <laughs> So she doesn't know that though. She doesn't know that. And okay. she's not listening to this, so. Do you think she would listen? Well, no, she doesn't know. have social media. I, you know what I'm thinking of? Does she wear white dresses and hang around like Midwest and US? What are those people called? Um, Mormons? No. The culty people. The culty ones, and they don't have any technology. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's, I think they're Mormons. No, Mormons are the people who um, have multiple wives. They're called like, oh, this is really embarrassing. Someone's screaming at their podcasting implement the answer <laughs> Amish 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 yep, yep. she might be Amish maybe who knows in which case she's not going to get this email because they don't do technology do you want to hear the result of this email I sure do so I sent it through last week and I was pretty pretty stoked with myself yeah did you get a return to sender message undelivered oh incorrect email address so you were were you provided with the wrong one, or did yeah. did your dyslexia get the better of you again? <laughs> I actually did not consider that, but I emailed the bride for this particular person's email. Oh, sorry, messaged, and she was like, "Oh, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think this is it," and typed it out. Wait a minute. So she doesn't have social media. She doesn't carry her phone. Her best friend in the world is not really sure of her contact. You know what I'm thinking of? Witness protection. <laughs> Seriously, this is kind of some like FBI shit right here. She wasn't wearing that fake moustache, was she? I actually don't know if she was a she. Actually, that could that could answer a lot of questions <laughs> I have about you. So what happened? Um, I took that as a sign from the universe to not bother. Okay. I don't know. What, what would you have done in that situation? I guess it depends. It's hard for me to say. It depends on the quality of the relationship that you had mm. and, and how you left it. I think when people are at weddings, you know, there's a lot of romantic potential because you kind of suspend reality for a second. It's kind of like a double-edged sword because you're really immersed in this person's love story. Mm. But it's not your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then some of that emotion can kind of bleed out yeah, into you. Yeah, because you, want, you want to have feelings. that story. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. So people can exist within this bubble of like a wedding, which I think can create like a lot of cute little romantic moments, but... Does that bubble hold, like, does it still exist in the real world? Mm. Does it just pop, basically? Yeah. I think yours has definitely popped. Like, what's popped? The bubble analogy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did I overuse it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, that could, that could mean a lot of different things. <laughs> so, yeah, I was super stoked with that. But, yeah, I also think, like, you know, not for me, as, as social media extraordinaire, if I were to date someone that doesn't have social media... Okay. I, I don't know how compatible we would be. I mean, like, I mean, I know that was probably a joke, but you don't have the biggest following. And neither do I. No, neither of us are remotely big. I mean... In more that ways than one. Yeah, 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 literally. Have you got my magnifying glass? <laughs> Why do you think I wear glasses? <laughs> like Millhouse. Anyway, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, is a presence on social media, is that important to you? No, nah, not really, but in terms of dating, I, I use social media a lot to sort of bait people or initiate conversation. What do you mean bait people? You sound like a bloody pedophile. 
That's two references to kitty fiddling that should never be associated with anyone living in the Western world. No, because like, oh, I don't know what it's like in your world, but on Instagram, like, it's very common for, for males to react to a story or, or slide into DMs based off oh, yeah. things that you see. That and- is like transsexuality. That, no, Trans. Not transsexuality. <laughs> that transcends sexuality. <laughs> How many people are going to get us cancelled right now? We're going to get pedophiles complaining. Trans people. <laughs> I don't know like how many more people we can offend. Quick, say something racist and we'll just... Yeah, 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 just cover all bases. Yeah, just quick. We've already insulted the Samoans. Any earlier. anti-Semitic stuff, just get it all out. So, no, but that transcends. Like, um, yeah. that happens. So... I guess what I'm saying, through the dating phase, I'd like to have that social media there as my hook to facilitate that engagement but down the track like i couldn't give a fuck but what if you've already met that person organically you don't need that hook yeah but if through stop the- going fishing just eat your food <laughs> these analogies are so bad is that biblical maybe <laughs> joseph and the technicolored raincoat <laughs> i don't know that that's just where my head was at as well like i think a lot of people that i've told that story to said oh why don't you just email so-and-so and get her number but i'm like it's too far gone now. It's been a week. Yeah. And I can't be bothered. If you have the connection, though, it yeah. lasts. It has salience. Probably, but I was also really drunk, so was it a connection or was it something I made up in my head? True. But, I mean, when you're drunk, that's the best part of your personality. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Keep me informed. Maybe next week we can do it like live on air. We can try and hunt. Yeah, yeah. Should call her live. Or cold calling. Cold calling. Get the phone book out. Yes, so we can do one of those funny prank phone calls. (laughs) They died out, what, 10 years ago? (laughs) Yeah, they did. Do you remember that radio station from Melbourne? Hamish and Andy? Not Hamish and Andy. It was the one that did the prank phone call. It was Queen Elizabeth II when she was in hospital. This is actually really like sombre story, so nobody laughed. But basically, it was a a male and a female co-hosting, I think it was Drive, which is afternoon radio. The Queen was in hospital. They pretended to be Philip or Charles or somebody. Anyway, essentially a nurse from the UK who was caring for Her Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II, answered and gave some details Yes. That they, they recorded they recorded it and played it to Australia as a joke after a couple of days of intense publicity in the UK and that nurse being stood down pending an investigation, mm. she committed suicide and died. Yes. And then there was that whole conversation about how far can you push the funny phone call basically mm. thing. But then I think the wider implications of that is like, what is the role of this type of media? Like, where yeah. are the boundaries? Which is something that's been discussed at length. Yeah, because prank phone calls have died off. Like, radio stations used to bank on them. Like, I think that's one of the best things of the last decade. Like, those funny phone calls, it's, I mean, they're anti-comedy. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty cringe. They're so bad. Oh, do you know who still does them? Um, Carl Sandlands. Yes. And do you know my friend used to work for him as one of the producers? Oh my God, tell us everything. Oh, I can't, but I might drop his. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's all right. No one's listening to this. So a friend of mine from Perth, he went over to Sydney and he worked for, um, he worked for one well-known drive show. Then he went to Carl and Jackie O for a year and a bit. And I watch his stories all the time. So he was a producer for them. Yep. And then he just resigned and now he works for Kate, Tim and Marty or Kate. Tim and Joel and yep. yeah, yeah, some yeah. sort of poly sitch going on there. I can't quite work it out. <laughs> and now Ricky Lee's involved. She's replaced. I love Kay. Ricky Lee. That was another celebrity crush I had. Really? When I was young. Yeah. I don't Clearly have I like anything to say about her. Girls that can sing. Yeah. Mm. Or can she sing? I don't, that was never made clear to me. <laughs> I saw I saw a lot of examples of her not singing. <laughs> let me put it that way. Uh, but no, so yeah, that's basically my, my latest experience and it, it does bring up the next topic around what is a hobby someone can have that is an immediate red flag? Like for you, do you have any red flags when you're dating people, obviously, apart from their gender? I guess like a lack of hobbies is a red flag. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, I completely agree. I came across this word recently that was, I think, the Oxford or Macquarie like, up for the word of the year. Yeah. And it was like... A goblin mode, which is when someone, it's when you're just complete 
sloth, lounge around on the couch and eat junk food, just be a goblin, I suppose. Mm. And if somebody had, you know, goblin mode as part of their hobbies, whether or not that was self-proclaimed, yeah, like, yeah. I, that's a red flag. Yeah, I think you and I are quite similar. Because I just think you've got to be interested in something. I don't actually care what it is, but someone who's passionate about something is sexy. Yeah. yeah. I know, like, oh, I used to date this guy who was really into Canary Island date palm trees. And he loved them with a passion. <laughs> what? They're like, they're those palm trees that you see are kind of uh, popular around like, I guess, Western suburbs. They're pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically they look like a firework going off in the sky. They're quite, they're mid, mid height. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they shave the bottom yeah. and they're just really beautiful. And he loved them. Oh my God. That, that was like his thing. That brings us to another topic around sex with inanimate objects. Oh my God. Uh, we'll touch we... on that in a few weeks' time. I think so. All right. So I'm just on Reddit at the moment looking at this trend. I think they call it trend or thread. Red flag posting every single thing on social media. Look, yeah. I'd say it's a soft red flag because what do they do when they don't have their phone in their hand? Like, is that their whole personality? It's going to sound pretty sure one of my exes um, must have posted that one. <laughs> that do you post a lot on social media? I don't what? know, do I? We didn't even... You know what we should do at the beginning? We should introduce our socials. Like, oh, yeah. Socials? Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Next one. <laughs> Kanye West followers. It's not really <laughs> a hobby, but if it was a hobby, that would be a massive red flag. I think if they're doing it ironically, it's a turn on because mm. it shows that they're into satire. Oh, this one's controversial. Adopting too many kids or animals. Oh, you know what? Red flag. I am so, like, I don't know. I think it's more of a gay thing, but, like, getting the dog instead of getting a kid, I find that so cringe. I don't know. Is it people... As in, like, a single person or, like, a couple? A couple. Because they I, get I their like fur that's baby. a natural progression. It makes me want to gag. There's something inside me that's just like, oh, it's so sickening. What? As in, like, getting a dog. But you love dogs. I love dogs. Don't get me wrong. But, like, when people get a dog and they treat it like a baby mm. and then it's, like, the first step to getting... But, like, can we handle a dog? Like, can we keep it... It's like, yes, you can keep it alive. Like, yeah, yeah, you live yeah. in the Western world. Yeah. You're not going to kill it. Like, you don't need to test out the waters. Maybe they're testing out their relationship. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. But what stress is a dog going to put on a relationship? I reckon make it a little bit more hard, like... Get a dog with a disability, maybe. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it would be a red flag to just be like having 20 dogs in your home. Oh, 100%. Or cats. For me, cats. More than two cats. Ugh. Well, you're allergic to cats. I'm allergic to cats, but I'll tolerate a cat. And I have tolerated a cat to not good effect. Anyway, gambling. Is it a red flag? I think light gambling in a classy establishment, like a mm. cruise ship, that's very sexy. <laughs> because they can afford to be on a cruise ship and they have money. Yeah, I think if you go to the casino and somebody knows how to play a sophisticated game like poker and not like roulette, which is yeah. me, oh, that's um, sexy. No, the the one that gets me is the um, pokies, the, the slot machines, where they just sit there and press a button. You mean day. the old nanas? Yeah, red flag. Is that flag. your demographic? <laughs> red flag. Definitely red flag. Drinking energy drinks. Red flag. They're so bad for your teeth. Have a fucking coffee, grow up. I know. How old are we, guys? A Red Bull vodka, though. Nah. Okay. That's a red flag. There's a lot of red flags out there. What would your red flag be? Like, if if, if you had, like, reflecting on you as a person, what's your red flag? I think because I spent seven years working in hospitality when I was um, going through uni, if you're rude to, like, hospitality, you know, waiters or bartenders or staff, I think you're trying to show dominance on Mm, a first day and you're rude to service staff, like, forget it. But I meant, like, what would... If someone were to look at you as a lens and be like, oh, this is a red flag that Jordan oh, has. Oh, you mean like, okay, so not what are my red flags? Not your personality. Oh, it's too know. easy. I've got a lot of... Do I have a lot of red flags? I think if you were to see, like, my social media, yeah, I think the image... I don't know, does it translate to who I am? I think it can look quite vain. I, I don't think know. it does. I've got you on social media. I don't give a fuck. You totally do. I don't know. I think... Obviously, I don't share all the depths of my life, just like the the good stuff. Mm. Not that there's a lot of bad stuff. It's just that who shares bad stuff? No, I know, but like you don't you don't fully understand me. I think people, if we're traveling or um, like if we go to a gay event or whatever, it's nice, and people say, "Oh yeah, like see you online or, or whatever." But they don't. You can never really know someone. It's just all like a 
That's like the entry level yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like my trauma lives deep within <laughs> my gram. You just can't see it. You can't say your red flag is your trauma. That's like too much I of an know. easy out. Do I have too much insight? I'll let you decide. <laughs> <laughs> I think my red flag's probably my social media. Interesting. People would say like, ugh. What a superficial person. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can say that now. What would your red flag be? I don't know if this is a red flag or not, but I know that this has been an issue with a lot of people that I've dated previously. So I think my red flag is that I have a lot of close female friends. Yeah. And that has been an issue previously because of developing trust, jealousy, me trying to prioritise my friends versus relationships. Yeah. And all my close friends are female. And like, I mean, if I could talk about the elephant in the room, the, the risk is that people would think that you are more in touch with your feminine side, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. I, I do cop quite frequently. Usually younger people that aren't really mature around, oh, you're gay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have female friends or yeah. because of the way that I conduct myself in everyday life, which, I mean, I hang around a lot of females. like, And a gay guy, so... <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I guess that is could be looked at as a red flag for some, yeah, females. Mm. Are they threatened by that or are they just maybe not as interested? What do you think it is? Um, it could be a... Yeah, it could be the gay thing. It could be threatened. It could be, is he even single? Okay. I've never thought that about you. About me being single? I've always known you to be <laughs> extremely, <laughs> desperately single. <laughs> well, I don't know. A, I don't know. Is yeah. that... I, I, I would say, yeah, soft red flag. Not for me. Yeah. I mean, obviously, as a gay guy, if I saw another guy with a lot of female friends, if he didn't have female friends, I'd be like, oh, red flag. Mm. Well, maybe over the next 10 weeks, we can, yeah, just explore and see if those red flags are blowing in the breeze or not. <laughs> How bad are the analogies today? <laughs> well, that was a lot of fun. And, and yeah, thank you for coming down today. Look forward to no worries. pushing out more content for our thirsty followers over the next few weeks. Have a Merry Christmas and an, an amazing New Year's. Wow. I can really see your MCing duties just wrapping up to a close. I just I feel I'm bored, on, of, I'm I'm bored of this conversation. I'm so supported and on schedule right now. Um, yeah, no. Well, thanks for having me. And, yeah, hopefully somebody listens to this and we'll do another one. So... Ciao, ciao. Bye.